for just about everything for the outdoors. Go to MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. All right. And shining in my mind You got me loving Hating crazy indecision In my mind Welcome to the Fall Podcast, where the focus is on deer hunting, tips, tricks, tactics, and stories from across the Midwest. And now, here is your host, Aaron Blasey. Welcome to the Fall Podcast. I am your host, Aaron Blasey, and this is episode number 13. Today on the episode, I've got a local guy. His name is Gabe Sipe. He is uh, part owner in White Gold Deer Feed. And, you know, I wanted to get Gabe on the podcast because he grew up right next door to me and uh, up here in Clare, Michigan. And they got a really cool product, and they offer a lot of things from, you know, food plot seed to uh, mineral to attractants. And it seems like they've got their stuff in order, you know. And I just wanted to help them get their name out there. They're a relatively new company and and local, so I, I thought it'd be good to get Gabe on here. And it was a really cool podcast to learn a lot about white gold and what they have to offer. And, and uh, Gabe's just a really cool guy to talk to as well you know at the end of the podcast uh gabe wanted to do a giveaway when we both kind of collaborated and uh and stay tuned you know for after the podcast and and i'll tell you what the giveaway is and and give you info on how to enter it to win a bag of gold fever brassicas other than that you know a little bit on what i've been doing i just got back from ohio i was down at chris and casey's lease and and uh put out 11 trail cams and put some mineral down and got some stands hung and you know it was really cool i got to actually scout deer one night and it was a quick trip but cool to go down there and and kind of get back in the groove of things and and uh check some cameras from last year there was one left out that we had and some bucks had moved in all the way till january until they were dropping their antlers so it was cool to see who made it through and uh back here in michigan i had the trail cam pull of all trail cams yesterday I had about an hour to get out and uh, just try to 
get my last pull in until at least mid-September until I leave undropped. We're leaving undropped around September 14th and we'll be in the bush for about a month. And, uh, you know, this year, like I've been talking, I've been, I've been doing something a little different with my cameras and I've only got two out and I've been putting them a long way away from where I'm hunting. I'm on the same farm, but I don't want them around the areas where I'm hunting just because I'm trying to take all the pressure off of where my stands are at and everything. So right now it's just a good time to get inventory and that's what I'm doing. I am happy to say that Jeffrey is alive and well. I knew he was, well I thought he was. The first pull I had, I thought it was him, but now he's established. He is a very good looking deer. Um, he blew up from last year. He's definitely a three and a half year old this year, so he's definitely on the list. Um, I got a new deer called Bomb Pop. The reason why it's called Bomb Pop is if anybody has had a Bomb Pop, his, uh, his brow tine uh, looks, the tip of it looks like a Bomb Pop, so I figured that'd be a good fitting name for him. And also, I got a four and a half year old this year. I had him last year, and I didn't have him named, but this year I named him Jim Abbott. Now, if anybody is a baseball fan and knows who Jim Abbott is, Jim Abbott is a legendary left-handed pitcher in the MLB for a long time, and he went to the University of Michigan, which is my favorite college, and Jim was born with a deformed right arm and kind of defied all the odds and did things people said he would never do. Now, this deer that I'm calling Jim Abbott, he's got a really good left side, and his right side is just kind of a, a beam that goes straight up. So I thought it'd be kind of fitting to name him Jim Abbott. So other than that, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm staying the heck out of all my hunting areas now until at least mid-September and and uh, just let the deer do their thing. I'm going to I'm gonna glass from afar and, and just kind of hope they stick around. So, But enough about that. I want to get right into this interview because it was really cool. Here is Gabe Sipe and the interview I did with him. All right, everybody, we're back for another installment of the Fall Podcast. It's episode number 13, and today I've got a co-owner from White Gold, Gabe Sipe, on with me today. Gabe, how you doing, man? Doing well, Aaron. Thank you. How you doing? Good, good. I, You know, we were just talking about it. We've we've got a lot of rain in the last couple of days. I think I got three inches on my rain gauge in the last day and a half. I don't know. You guys are a little farther south than me in Michigan. How much have you guys got? Yeah, we got hit really good down here, too. It's It's been great, obviously. Things have really taken off. I've got a lot of good pictures uh, from our customers with our, our green monster, which is our uh, screen mix that gets up to about eight or ten feet tall and it's taken off literally within a week some some have had growth up in upwards of two feet in in one week so the rain's been uh is we've needed it bad and when it hit you know stuff's really started to take off so we're we're really happy about that yeah that's awesome is that a new product you guys have the green monster or have you had that for a while it's uh relatively new we came out with it um about last August, it was a little bit late, so we got it in in September, and uh, didn't really get a good uh, full growing season. So this year was a big one for us. We we sold quite a bit of it uh, throughout our shows in the off season, and then it was a good spring for it. And people were just excited about the mix, and you know it's such a great blend because it gives you that the screen around your edges, you know, breaks up the food plot, also your entrance and exit routes into your stand. But also if your ground is lacking some, some thickness, some cover, uh, some sanctuary area, it can really thicken it up. So it's a diverse blend 
and uh, we're pumped about it. It's got sunflowers in it too, which is a little unique and creates a, a nice visual, and uh, the deer love it, obviously. So you that you you can use it as a barrier then, and so how high does it usually get? Did you say? It gets up and ranges uh, close to 10 feet. So it says we've tested it. It gets up to about 8 or 10, but on the high end of that. So um, even just wait, I got a picture from a customer in Ohio last week, and you can see it on our Instagram uh, account. I've reposted it. He's got his arms straight up in the air. He's over 6 foot tall, and he's got his arms extended to over 8 foot tall, and it's it's over his arms. So it, even in this time, he's, he's still got a few – solid weeks of growing season left in that it's gonna it's gonna hit 10 feet plus for sure wow so yeah we're we're definitely pumped about that one and um but yeah barriers whether you want to cover your property line just to to cover from uh passerbys on the road or your neighbors looking into your ground uh and definitely your entry and exit routes to your stand is a big one yeah now how does that uh how does that fare when it snows does it does it hold up pretty good to the snow or does will it knock it down eventually or how does that work yeah it's it's definitely going to knock it down a little bit but what's great about it is it's got um some winter peas and uh soybeans that kind of thicken the the second tier so you'll get the you'll get the height uh with the sunflowers uh the sun hemp, which is another big one, that's a popular one going in blends now, that gets nice and tall. But then these these vining peas and soybeans kind of grab on and lattice their way up, so it, keep, it creates that second tier of cover, basically. Okay. So certainly the snow is going to knock it down a little bit. Of course, you know, once the growing season's over, you know, things are going to wilt and, and die off a little bit. But it's because it's kind of a two-layer screen, you're still going to have some nice cover in there. That's awesome. That's really cool. That's a good idea for, I didn't even kind of think of a second tier just once the, you know, late season comes on, it kind of acts as a food plot as well then. Yeah, absolutely. Everything in there is high protein food source too. So they'll go right in. And again, this is uh, what we saw last year. All Even when we planted it late last year, they just go in, they bed right down and then they munch right on it too. So it's, uh, you know, obviously it's, uh, it is a food plot, but it, it creates that, uh, dual source of screening or security for them so they'll just go in bed right down in there and then they have their food source right there so it uh it's my favorite just because i'm a big sunflower guy yeah we did one year we did a complete quarter acre uh a heavy quarter in just sunflowers and it was such a great plot because it created there was so much wildlife going on some of my best sits were over the sunflower plot because there was just birds everywhere uh the deer were you know all over the place and then you know any other range uh animal that came in there where there were tons of raccoons and and stuff like that so it just was a lot of activity everything was really feeding on them it was just fun to see and then and obviously it makes just a, a beautiful plot too with these you know tall uh sunflowers highly nutritious too obviously which is great yeah, very beneficial for for all types of wildlife, like you were saying. That's pretty cool. Yep. Well, uh, you know, for everybody out there that you know really hasn't, might not have heard about white gold or anything, can you kind of give us a little backstory about yourself and white gold, and and kind of how you guys originated it, and kind of where it come from? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, white gold um, is basically our our first ever uh, experience with mineral a granular mineral came back in about in 2004 2005 
we were able to to uh, kind of get our hands on a, a recipe back. This is back when you know minerals were in their introductory phase, and people were just really starting to learn about minerals. On our ground in Clare County, the first few bucks I ever shot were uh, half racks. So we had a lot of broken racks, a lot of pencil thin. They lacked mass, they lacked strength in their antler development. Um, so we started to learn a lot about minerals and what, what they can do, how they can benefit your herd, and specifically antler growth, antler development. And then, of course, with that, uh, great for the doe population, great for lactation, um, helps out with fawns, stuff like that. So we are able to, to get our hands on a, a decent recipe. And over the years, we've tweaked it to kind of fit our ground and, and application, make, make it easier in application. So around 06, we really were churning this stuff out big time. We were we took our recipe to the local elevator in Claire, uh, Johnson Elevator, and they would make up just tons of it. And we would you know share it with friends and our co-op and neighbors and stuff like that. And we noticed an immediate impact in our deer herd. The, the antlers were, these deer were putting on definite mass, antler mass, but also the body weight uh, followed suit. And we had a, a heavier deer, healthier deer, and again, stronger antlers, bigger antlers. That was the big thing we noticed. And um, so from about 06, we've been really using this recipe. And it just so happened in 2016, just two years ago, um, the local elevator, Johnson Elevator, which is in my hometown, born and raised in Clare, Michigan, happened to come up for sale. It was uh, a situation where it uh, was either closed, it was going to close down, uh, or we could step in if, if we were able to step in and, and kind of take it over. So fortunately for me uh, and my family, we're in a position where I could team up with my younger brother and uh, my first cousin, who you know, was born and raised in Clare as well. We uh, got together, we made a decision, let's make a go at it. So we are elevator owners now. So if you've ever been by there, it's it's quite the structure. It was the initial structure was born in 18, I'm sorry, was built in 1893. So there's there's still some bones from that and it was built to last. And over the years, obviously it's expanded. Uh, there is a store there. We do, we do a nice um, retail store there for with boots and all kinds of um, farm equipment and uh we do a lot of 4-h business stuff like that for horses cows and uh pigs anything anything 4-h related um so my first cousin runs the elevator on the day-to-day basis which our primary business is dairy feed and mixing uh feed for dairy farmers so while my uh, cousin kind of takes over the the grain elevator my brother and i decided hey, we've had a lot of success personally with white gold the deer mineral the granular granular mineral so we just thought hey let's let's brand this and let's let's sell it let's get it out to the public because as of prior to that it was just kind of us and our neighbors so uh, we just we branded white gold and and, uh, took off with our flagship product which was that granular mineral uh, which we're calling pay dirt now so and then from there we just uh we had such a, a good reception with pay dirt that it just made sense. Let's expand. And from there, we, you know, 14 other products were born. So we've been uh, running ever since. Man, that's crazy. You know, I, and I didn't realize that you and your brother and, and your cousin were born and raised in Claire. I, I guess I, I thought you were 
kind of, I mean, I knew you were Michigan people, but I thought you kind of were imported into the Claire area, but that's awesome. I didn't even know you guys were, were local right there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, our, our, uh, grandfather. So my, my first cousin, you know, we have the, uh, our same grandfather came over from, he and his family came over from what is uh, now Hungary back in like 1903, 1904. And they've been, and they were farmers. So our, I have a long history of, uh, farmers in the family. And when he came over, when he, he and his family came over, they were farmers and they, they farmed right on Clarabella road which is the uh, county line between Clare and Isabella County. So longtime farmers and longtime customers at that elevator. So it's kind of neat to, you know, have uh, kind of, uh, you know, our hand in, in some type of farming, although I'm not a, a farmer uh, by profession now, it, uh, it is kind of neat to connect and, um, you know, we've got the ties to the area, which, which obviously helps. And, uh, we the Sipes family's been around for a long time up there. Yeah, that's really cool. Now, now, where are you living now? Where Where do you call home? My brother and I, uh, we both live in Southeast Michigan, so we both uh, work. We have day jobs in Southeast Michigan. Um, so, but we're able to manage white gold on a day to day from down here um, as, as best we can, anyway. And then my cousin uh, John still lives in Clare. And he manages the day-to-day at the elevator. So the elevator in itself, I mean, White Gold is just, just a, a small side business of what uh, Johnson Elevator actually is. So we, we have several accounts up there where we're, um, you know, mixing feed. We mix a lot of feed at Johnson Elevator, whether for 4-H kids or dairy farms. Or, you know, one thing we've uh, really increased is our deer farms. So we're a lot of the high fence ranches in that area, in the central Michigan area, we're doing a lot more uh, deer feed too. So that kind of segued from our white gold and, you know, it's just another good business to get into and, you know, all about growing big deer. So it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. You know, I, I grew up just south of Clare um, in the Beale City Wademan area and you know so I'm really familiar with Claire and Mount Pleasant and now I live in Rosebush which is literally you know eight miles south of Claire and you know and I, I've been around Johnson's a lot and I've been up there a lot throughout my life and you know, there's a lot of history there and if I remember right isn't Johnson's the first bu- uh, business ever in Claire? Yep yep the very first business right on the railroad tracks 1893. Yeah is when that business was started and it was yep absolutely the first business in town. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. A lot of history there and and it's awesome that you guys are, you know, local and you know you you saw an opportunity and you were be, you were able to, you know, take that opportunity over and and kind of even though you're down south a little bit, you can still, you know, you still got ties to the the local community and in the area. That's really cool. Yeah, absolutely. We're excited about it. You know, you it's where our roots are. Uh, we get up there as much as we can. We, we still do a lot of work up there, especially during the deer season, during the 4-H season, like right now, uh, during fair time. We like to get we get up there as much as we can to help out and uh, uh, just be be around and uh, and keep it going. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Let's let's jump into the products you guys offer. Now, you offer anything from minerals to feeds, seeds, attractants. And, you know, is there anything else that you guys offer? Uh, that's basically it. When we, when we started, like I said, it was the, the granular 
mineral. So that was uh, the first thing we did, and what we what we named uh, later named as pay dirt, and then it just kind of it segued into feed because we have nutritionists on staff that go out on a daily basis to dairy farms, and dairy farmers are all about maximizing milk production from their their cattle. So, uh, and for your listeners, a, a dairy cow or cows in general are ruminants and so are deer. So they have the very similar digestion and uh, nutrition plan. So just like maximizing milk production in a, in a cow, we want to maximize antler bone development, weight gain in deer. So it was just, it was an easy one for us with working with our nutritionists already on staff uh, to come up with some recipes that can maximize uh, deer nutrition as well. So it was an easy deal. We have all the ingredients right right at the elevator for our dairy farmers. So a uh, nice transition into some high-protein feeds. So we came up with a couple recipes that fit in the White Gold product line. Uh, the first one we came out with was uh, a 24% protein feed, which is uh, called 24 carat. So everything, we try to keep that gold theme in there, but it's uh, obviously a high protein feed. It's a good mix uh, with some roasted soybeans, some uh, obviously corn and uh, a lot of molasses in there to, to increase the attractability, but also, you know, gives it a nice, like a sweet feed kind of deal, uh, but very, very heavy feed. Um, and then from there, uh, to go through a spin feeder, we came out with a 14 carat. So it's a 14% protein feed again. So there's a roasted soybean, corn, sunflower seeds, uh, a high protein pellet, and then uh, a light dust of molasses. So it can go through a spin feeder. So we kind of went from the mineral to the protein feed and then uh, expanded that. We were able to uh, come up with a, a molasses, a liquid mineral. So then we came out with liquid gold. Now, our liquid gold is, uh, like I said, a molasses base with all those key minerals and uh, vitamins in it. But also, we were able to keep the protein level up to 18%, which is unlike any other liquid on the market. And this has been probably one of our best. It's one of two products we market year-round. And this is just great to, if, you're a, if you're just a corn guy. Like I say uh, at these shows and we when we're talking to people, if you're just doing a pile of corn, that's good. But throw a jug of this on there. It just it it raises the the aroma, so increases the aroma, increases the attractability, but also the nutrition. So you're adding onto that corn. You're adding 18% protein in uh, molasses, vitamins and minerals. Um, so it's it's just an easy way to increase the nutrition. Um, but so uh, all these products, by the way, are just are designed. Everything we do has got a nutrition. Uh, base to it. So nothing is just, you know, sugar or salt or some type of empty calorie, if you will. Everything we do is nutrition based. So our slogan is bigger bang for your bucks. We want to give more vitamins and minerals as, as much as possible to help maximize uh, this the deer's potential as quickly as possible. So that's, that's kind of the goal with that, uh, what we had in mind in terms of our, our product line. Yeah, so so a lot of the stuff that I mean, basically everything that you're putting in these products, they're there to do something. That you don't have any fillers or you know you don't have anything that's just taking up space, right? That's what you're kind of right. saying. Exactly. And there there are a lot of products out there on the market, and you know some will definitely draw deer in. Um, 
everything's going to have their their pros and cons and and of course i've seen them i've tested them i've used them in the past and i just uh, i feel like our recipes are designed for just exactly what you're saying there's there are no fillers there there's nothing fake about it this isn't birthday cake like i say at the shows a lot of time this isn't an attractant that smells like a birthday cake or some you know just ridiculous scent that'll draw deer and everything we do is all natural we hit everything that we do is uh as far as attractability is done with just grain and molasses that's it those are just those aren't exotic uh scents or odors aromas that might spook deer this is just stuff that is in their everyday lives so we're not uh, dressing it up with anything you know uh, you know, foreign or non-native to a deer. Okay. Now, you know, I've, I've got a question about minerals in, in, in a mineral site. So take me through a, you know, you're going out to set up a brand new mineral site. Take me through the process of what you should be doing with your products and or, you know, when you're when you're putting it on the ground, how do you create your mineral sites? Well, there's, there's a couple different ways and, and there's really no wrong way. The it's just important. It's uh, in an area that uh, deer frequent or uh, deer feel safe. And um, there are certain things I like to do, but it'll it'll work just as easy as uh, taking out a bag of pay dirt and putting ten pounds out on just on the ground. It it it's that easy. Yep. It could work that easy. What I usually recommend is uh, some dead logs or. Uh, a dead stump, something to that effect, where the the actually the wood will actually soak up the minerals, so they'll permeate right into the wood, so it it creates this site that they continue to come back to, even if you haven't been back to freshen it up, if you haven't added any more to it, they'll continue to come back. It, it creates kind of a a site that they're they're familiar with, but also they can they can continue to get the mineral from that, even though it's you may have not put any out in the last two, three months or, or a year, they continue to come back. And I, I started a site two years ago, just on the, on the ground, on the edge of a, uh, egg field. And I, I ran it for, for one season and came back the next spring to check it out. And they were still pawing at it, still eating the dirt. So they still get the minerals from the dirt and they're craving them. Uh, the, their bodies are wanting them, especially in the off season, uh, late season. This was a spring when they were really scratching it up. So, um, but generally I, in an area that, uh, obviously deer frequent, and then you can go right on the ground, but if you can grab a, uh, a dead log, which is a good one or a stump, I, I would just top dress a stump or a log with it. And, uh, you're going to create, it's an easy thing to do. You'll create a site for, for a lot, for years to come. Yeah. You know, and, uh, I, you know, I, I've got some property in Missouri that I hunt and, you know, it's it's a ten hour drive. I don't really get to go there a lot. So, a um, couple years ago, I was creating a mineral, and what I would do is obviously get it. I'd like to get it down to bare dirt. Um, get it down to bare dirt, and I I like putting a block down, like a like your mineral block, like like the white gold mineral block. You know, something hard, and then mm-hmm. within that, then I'll put some pay dirt down. You know, and, and really kind of, or I'll even bring something with some aroma. You know what I mean? Something with your molasses or anything that kind of especially if it's a new site, I like to get that smell right. out there, get them coming to it. And I'll tell you, I mean, the deer dig holes on that stuff. And like you said, 
you know, some years the water will regenerate it too if it's, you know, the the ground and the, it'll bring that mineral back up and it's, you know, it stays right in the ground there and, and they'll just keep visiting it year after year and you just got to fresh them up. But that's kind of how I personally like to start a mineral site with a block and a granular and just a little bit of aroma. Yeah, absolutely. And if it, if you, uh, you check out Instagram, um, and Facebook, we, I posted a video on there of a site, a new site. And this is, uh, it's a perfect segue because it's exactly what I did. We have our mineral brick, which is, is a block, but it's, it's unlike any other block on the market. This is a hard, like a hard cooked candy. So it's, it's pretty much like a Jolly Rancher, solid rock with all the minerals cooked right in. So it's not granular. It's not, uh, like a corn press block. It won't, you know, disintegrate after the second or third rain and it won't mold. That's the big thing. So it's impervious to all the elements, which, which makes it such a, a good seller and, and a great product. Uh, this thing lasts up to 10 times longer than a normal corn uh, gra- or grain press, press block. So the site that I, I had done and it, like it, it details it on, uh, on Instagram and Facebook, I just put out, I put the brick out and then like you're saying, this is a brand new site. I kind of want to give it a supercharge. I want the deer to know, hey, I need to come check this area out. And then I hit it with some granular, the pay dirt, and then I, I top dress it with some liquid gold, which has a powerful aroma. And and I posted, I think it was less than 12 hours, brand new site. There were four deer, four does on it already. So That's awesome. It was pretty exciting, yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, we talked about your minerals and uh, some of your attractants. I kind of want to get into your seeds because that's, I'm kind of more excited about those. You know, I got a, I got a bag of clover from you this year. I haven't put it out yet just because I'm going to use it for a fall plot. And, I, you know, we've been drier than dry this year and i think it probably would have burned up if i would have put it out a little earlier so i'm kind of glad that i i waited but um can we go through your seeds a little bit i I really want to i want to really dive into those so you know kind of starting with the clover rush yeah absolutely um but because we at the elevator we work with obviously uh, farmers uh on a regular basis again that's the primary business we we buy a lot of seed. We buy a lot of and sell a lot of seed. So we're able to get, you know, large quantities every year for our farmers. So again, it's segued into the hunting industry and our hunters. So we're able to buy large quantities. We can keep our costs a little bit lower because we're buying such large quantities. We're, we're partnered with a really good seed company uh, for, for many years now. And it segued uh, into our first food plot seed, which was our gold fever, which just happens to be our, our number one seller. And the perfect time to be getting this in the ground is right now. It's a late season brassica. So this is your fall plot. Um, but gold, gold fever has the, the turnips, the uh, radishes, rape and kale. So big green leafy tops, but you also have that, that turnip and radish growing underground that it only gets sweet as it gets colder. Those starches kind of turn really sugary. And it's a great late season energy source for deer, especially, you know, getting them through the rut or getting them through the the early parts of the cold winter. They're constantly digging these turnips and radishes up for a late season food source. So that's uh, one of my favorites. And of course, that's our top seller. Uh, the clover rush, you know, everybody's got a good, you know, clover mix. 
So we wanted to follow suit with that. You got to have clover. Clover's like the staple. It's like the meat and potatoes of a food plot seed. And with ours, we came out with a, a five different species of clover. We wanted we wanted to hit them all you know, as many as we could anyway. With the design of everyone's got a little bit different germination rate, and some so some take off right away, and then some kind of are slow growers. So it's a great grazing style food plot. So the deer will come and nip those tall ones off, and, and then the next ones are kind of coming up through. So clover is just a great seed. It's it's for your money. It's always the best one to go with because you know we've tested ours being a, a perennial. It's lasted uh, six plus years. So if you can maintain wow. that plot. Keep the weeds out of it, you know, spray it when you can, mow it when you need to. Uh, this will last a long time, which, you know, so for your money, it's a great uh, seed. And it, it's, it's pretty durable. It's a, uh, it's a resilient seed. So we do all of our two tracks and logging trails in them. So, you know, we're going over them with the UTV and four-wheeler. And it just it continues to come back. So that's a great uh, – our Clover Rush is a great seed blend. And then uh, last year, late season, like I was saying before, we came out with the Green Monster. So that again, that's the the screener. You have uh, the Sun Hemp, which is a, a tall one. This is kind of new to the hunting industry, food plot uh, seed scene. Basically, uh, gets really tall, um, and that's that helps with the cover. Obviously, sunflowers again get nice and tall, high protein, high uh, fats there. And then sorghum. Sorghum's a good uh, tall screen mix. And then the soybeans and winter peas underneath. Um, and then just this year, we came out with uh, gold mine, which is, uh, again, uh, you know, to play on words with our, our white gold. But we have sugar beets, turnips, clover, and there's some sun hemp in there, too. So this is an, designed to be an early season. So you, you get the early season greens, the early season protein uh, with the clover in there. And then late season uh sugar beets and turnips so um sun hemp as well sun hemp again like i said it's a new one sun hemp gets a little tall but it also is high protein it's a legume so it puts nitrogen back into the ground so as it goes through its growing cycle uh it kind of wilts away but it it's a great soil condition it puts nitrogen back into the ground which helps springboard the sugar beets and turnips so there's a definite play between the two seed blends there that that uh, do the early season protein, nice and green, but also as that matures, it helps segue into the fall with the sugar beet and in the uh, uh, turnip. So we're excited about Goldmine being the first year um, for this seed. It's it it's been uh, a pretty good turnout on that too. Works, you know, it's, uh, sugar beet is always a great seed for Michigan. Michigan's a big sugar beet uh, state, so that was a fun one to get going. Yeah, for sure. You know. And I see that you guys have a cereal grain as well. Do you the Klondike, the winter Klondike? How how's that uh, that little blend? It's it's a uh, Klondike is a great late season blend. And uh, there's a story behind that one. My brother and I hunted Iowa back in 2015, and the soybeans were already down. They were already cut. All these soybean fields were already cut and harvested, and the the uh, farmers had gone through and, and sowed some winter rye. So all these little shoots of these little, look like little gra grass blades just shooting up. And these deer, and it's designed to put nitrogen back into the ground again, so it can help condition the soil for the next year's uh, planting. 
So we noticed this and it was, it was taken off. And again, this is cold. This is uh, November and this stuff's just shooting up. So it's very resilient. And these deer were just mowing this stuff down. And so we were trying to find out exactly what winter rye they were using and what kind of mix we could, we could, you know, come up with that could kind of mirror this activity because late season, a late season green food source like that, that is resilient to bust through a light frost, a light snow, and be that sweet and sugary, uh, but have a high germination rate to, you know, battle through uh, cold salt soil temperatures or, you know, lack of precipitation late was huge. And then so we got with our seed company, our seed reps, and we came up with the winter Klondike, which is essentially a throw and grow too, which is great. So there's um, our bag is uh, a 25 pound bag of plants, a half acre, and uh, it's a late season, high protein. It's a high fiber cereal grain mix. So this is the one that you can kind of just grab and just like they say, throw and grow. It's, it's an easy one, high germination rate. You just get out and start uh, just throw it out. It's, it, it couldn't be easier. And, and if you have just a, a small spot deep in the, in the timber or, hard to get to you can't kind of get your farm equipment back there or you just want to create something different late season it's a good one just to go back and uh throw out and uh the deer just love that late season green now does any of these seeds um do they work good in like heavily you know shaded areas so if if you got somebody that's got a kill plot you know back in the woods and it's and it's pretty shaded do these do these work pretty good in the shade well, you need some sun. There's no doubt about it. Um, if I were, see, I, I just did one behind my house here too, and it didn't get a lot of sun and it didn't do, it didn't do very well. You got to have some periods of sunlight. There's no doubt about it. You know, specifically like green monster, you need sun. Sunflowers love sun, obviously. Uh, sun hemp loves sun. So you have to pick uh the right ones for it if i were and i answer this question a lot on the road and at shows and online the, the best ones i would say uh clover like i said before it's just a really resilient seed it doesn't need a lot of attention it doesn't need to get deep uh, uh seed to soil contact doesn't need to be too deep um just like the uh winter klondike it's like the throw and grow high germination rate and our our clover rush and our winter klondike have high germination rates so just based on, you know, iffy soil or, uh, you know, not a lot of rain or not a lot of sun, if too many, a little, a little shady, not a lot of sun, uh, definitely rush and, uh, the Klondike are your best options. Okay. Yeah. And that's, that's what you and I were kind of talking about with the clover rush, um, on my, you know, my one acre farm, it's actually an 80 acre farm, but I got one acre of timber that I was doing all the hinge cutting on. You know, I, I, I opened up the canopy quite a bit. Now the sunlight gets in there. And before, you would never see any weeds or anything on the ground. And I was just back there two weeks ago, and it is it is just green. is all green. There is everything growing up on the ground. So I definitely opened up the canopy enough. Now I just got to get in there, kill all that, and uh, open it up so I can get this clover rush in the ground. And basically what I'm trying to do is just, I'm trying to create this Taj Mahal for all these deer, you know, with the bedding areas. And I'm just going to try to throw food in there and there's already water in there. So just trying to make the whole 
thing, a one-stop shop for, you know, a buck to want to come and cruise and check for some does. And hopefully, hopefully me or my wife's in the stand when they come by. So. Yeah, absolutely. That there's nothing better than dropping a few canopies and exposing that, that ground that hasn't had sun in a long time or never gets sun. Things just take off and it's, uh, we, we clear cut a section of our ground. Uh, I think it's been three years ago now. And that's when we hit it with winter Klondike. So we didn't work the ground at all. So we opened up the canopy. It was clear cut. Then we went in and just hand throw and grow, uh, just hand seeded a winter Klondike and it still shot up that virgin ground. Basically that, that ground that hasn't had sun, hasn't seen sunlight in a long time is just a, just a springboard for anything and if you can get that seed in quick uh you're really going to see uh, a great uh just explosion of growth in there so it's it's that's always kind of fun yeah that that's it's a lot you know when i was i was telling somebody i'm i can't remember it was a couple podcasts ago that i really like the preparation i'm really starting to 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 gravitate towards that i love to hunt don't get me wrong but the preparation in the summer hanging stands trail cams you know all that stuff putting in plots like i'm really gravitating towards that i I love doing that and you know and i and i'm i asked myself i'm like why do i like doing that well i think it's one of those things that like you're seeing instant success or you know, feedback as well, you know, with hunting, it can, seasons can drag on and drag on. You still love to do it, but you know, with putting cameras out and getting pictures of bucks or, you know, doing a food plot and getting pictures of deer on your food plot, you, you get that instant gratification. And I think that's what I gravitate towards. I I don't know. That's the only thing I can put towards it though. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a lot of fun and it's, uh, we preach it's a year round year-round nutrition for us it's a year-round season it's uh 12 months is what we we commonly say and uh but i'm right with you brother on that one it's uh it's exciting to set up a mineral site and to you know go out and and shed hunt and and just uh sow seed and you know embrace your inner pioneer you know just like they did a couple hundred years ago before we were around just it's a lot of fun and uh as the next generation comes up, it's, uh, it's exciting because I take my kids out to do all this stuff too. And it's yeah. a lot of fun. And, uh, I, uh, I couldn't think of anything else I'd rather be doing. Yeah, for sure. You know, so for everybody listening, you know, white gold, they offer a lot. We've, we've covered a lot, you know, so far as far as minerals, feeds, seeds, attractants, they also do this thing that you called build your own palette. Now, Gabe, can you can you kind of break down what this build your own palette is for anybody that does doesn't know what it is? Well, basically, uh, it's we get a lot of people that uh, get a lot of people contact my brother and I that would like to try a bag or two of twenty four carat at at fifty pound bag. So the guy I had a couple guys in Mississippi hit me up and they're like, well, we'd like to try twenty four carat. Well, it's it's difficult to ship. Uh, 50 pound bags and not just get killed on uh, freight on that one. So we came up with uh, build your own pallet and discount pricing. So you can construct a pallet that holds 2000 pounds. So that standard wood pallet, everybody sees laying on the backsides of every business in town can hold 2000 pounds. So we came up with a solution to try to, try to figure out this freight business 
and we need to load it up as much as we can. So if you can, you go onto our website, interactive website, and you can build all, with all of our 15 different products up to 2,000 pounds. It may seem like a lot, but it goes quick when you're dealing with a 50-pound bag of feed. That's, you know, again, that's 10 bags of 24 carat. So that, that gets built up pretty quick. And then on top of that, you know, you have food plot seeds if, if it's that time of year or any of the, uh, the minerals or the, the uh, attractants as well. So it's great. It's designed for, you know, hunting camps. It's designed for hunting groups, which is a big thing now. Everybody, you know, there's a lot of guys involved in these different groups, um, but also land managers. Uh, or businesses even we've we've uh, sold some to retailers too so you, you get together with a couple of your buddies and you split up a pallet and we've got a great uh, partner in uh, northern logistics which is based in claire too, a shipping uh, freight company and we partner with northern logistics on this and we can ship it to your door uh, anywhere in the midwest and we're we just shipped one to maryland last week so we're expanding our shipping and our freight on this so, and and there's one going to mississippi next week as well so we can ship it to your door you don't have to you know go out to the store and try to you know pick up different products and and the, the nice thing about it is you're getting everything from you can build your whole season you can start in the spring so you want uh 10 bags of pay dirt you want, you know, 10 jugs of liquid gold, but you also want your food plot seed. And then you want your high protein feeds for this uh, summer growing months. So you can build your entire season too, right into the fall. If you're just a one man crew on this, you can take care of your whole season in one pallet. So it's just a, a different way to uh, uh, allow the consumer to, to, to personalize anything they want. You know, you can build your Matthews bow in, in any variety of colors now online it's pretty cool to, yep. to mess around with online so you can get on there and throw out a couple bags of this or a couple bags of this and, and mix and match however you want if you're you like clover more than the fever then load it up and uh check out and we'll ship it to you within the week everything's made to order that's the other thing so we don't we don't have just uh pallets of stuff sitting around everything's made to order and so it's coming to you fresh and generally we can have it to you in uh less than a week that's awesome. That's really cool that you guys are catering to, you know, your, your, uh, you know, the, every hunter that's trying to buy it, or like you said, even, even hunting groups or, you know, or, or deer camps or, you know, you're catering to that, you know, yeah. and, and I found something too. I was looking at your stuff earlier and online and everything. And, um, you know, one of the questions that I get from a lot of people that, you know, know me and kind of know what I do. And, and they ask me questions about, you know, planning, plots and when to plan them. Now I did see on your website, you have a feed schedule, so you can basically go on here and see it, it. You know, you guys list out, you know, your minerals, your, you know, your 14 K, your pay dirt, 18 gold, all that stuff. And, and it tells you when you should be planting or when you should be putting out. I really like that. Yeah. We, we wanted to come up with something uh, that's user friendly. And if you, we, we answer a lot of questions, of course, on, what's good uh, for this time of year, what should I be putting out? And we just tried to design uh, something that uh, was user-friendly for, for specifically the consumer in, in our products. So like I, I, I've said before, you should have a product out every day of the season. You should have a white gold product out for to help supplement um, the deer nutrition uh, year-round. So 
And we're real about it. We're not trying to sell you something you don't need. So if you came to me at a consumer show or you called me and said, hey, uh, it's November, you know, which I'm thinking about buying uh, a brick, a mineral brick. Uh, you know, I would discourage you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't agree with uh, the time of year on it. You know, I'm not, I would love to sell you stuff, but a mineral brick is not what you need right now. You need feed right now. You need attractants right now. Um, so the minerals are specific time for us. We've tested minerals, minerals, uh, you know, anywhere from the end of the, uh, or the start of the shed season, say January, February, right through to August, September. So there's a, there's a method to the madness there. We don't want to sell you something you don't need at the wrong time. I want you to be successful. I want you to, to grow a big deer. I want you to keep that deer on your property. I want you to have an opportunity or an increased opportunity to, at harvesting that deer just to improve your overall overall experience, your overall hunt. So certainly uh, I'm not, I wouldn't want to try to sell you mineral in uh, October, November, December. You know, I would push you toward feed and, and conversely right into the mineral season. Um, I would definitely, I'm definitely pushing the minerals at that time of year and also some feeds. Um, so try to make it a little uh, easier, a little user friendly. So if you're just, you're picking up our catalog, you're on our website. Okay. You know, what month is it and what should I be using now? Um, that hopefully will answer your question right there. That's cool. Yeah. That you guys really, really pat, you know, painted a picture for everybody when they should be doing everything. And, and I like that, that line that you gave, you know, you want someone putting out, a, you know, you, you want a white gold product on the ground every day of the year or out, you know what I mean? To, to maximize your, your herd and your success rate as well. That's, that's really cool. You, you guys got the whole system, you know, in, in one bag, basically. Well, right. not, not bag, but like you guys right. offer it all. So. Right. And, and the important thing is, is brand recognition with us. I, I, when you see white gold product that, can take care of your entire year you know you're going to get a quality product you're going to get the best price and you're going to get the biggest quantity our, our motto the bigger bang for your bucks it's a play on words because you're going to get the most quantity you're going to get the best price and you're going to get more nutrients vitamins proteins packed into our products like i was saying before everything nutrition based you're getting more you're not getting a bag of salt you're not getting some sugar water you're not getting uh, any any fillers or just stuff to uh, to dress it up and smell pretty. It, this is all um, just 100% pure and and uh, the best stuff you can get. So that brand recognition is important. And there's a product design for every day of the year. And uh, just look on our year-round feed schedule. You can figure it out and uh, go pick yourself up uh, some products and get them out. That's cool, man. Now, now, where are you guys in at retail? Like, where, uh, what stores are you in? Where can people pick this product up at? If you go on to our our website, whitegolddeerfeed.com, there is a, a locations tab. So right now, uh, we're definitely we have a, obviously a, a good presence in Michigan. We've got a lot of good partners, uh, Jay Sporting Goods, Northwoods Outlet, that are, are great partners of ours. It's the uh, Jays in Claire and Gaylord. Um, but then there's, there's a lot of smaller shops throughout Northern Michigan, Central Michigan, uh, West side and Southeast. So, but, uh, we're expanding, we're out, we're looking to grow. So we're, we're actually, uh, meeting with some distributors, um, this week to, 
to try to get uh, further out uh, into the Midwest. So slowly expanding, but uh, eager and uh, motivated to to get it out there. But, um, as far as our online sales, like the 50 pounders are definitely a harder one to ship. So the, the feeds are harder to ship, but we do ship all of our uh, food plot seeds and our minerals online as well with the uh, the attractants too. So we can get them all out minus the, the big bags of feed, the 14K and the 24K right now. So for any any retailer that might be listening to this podcast and they want to get your product into their store, what would they have to do to to get their pro- get your product in there? Just give me a call. <laughs> it's as easy as that. Uh, our products, uh, again, building that brand recognition, it, it's it's resonating with consumers right now. Um, and again, because we buy such large large quantities of our ingredients uh, for our dairy farmers we get this stuff at, at good rates. So we're able to pass that on to the retailer and the, the consumer, the customer. So our, our prices across the board are lower than anybody else's. Not to mention your quantities are generally higher than our competitors too. So again, the bigger bang for your bucks is, is there and we're passing that on to retailer and consumer too. That's cool. That's awesome. You know, and you know, you and I were talking uh, off of, you know, off record here a little bit going and you mentioned kind of, you mentioned a hunt you had last year in Missouri with a, with a buck. I kind of want to jump into that now transition a little bit from the white gold stuff and, and go into your season last year and, and talk about this, this deer that you ended up killing in Missouri. Yeah, we had a great time. My, uh, my brother and I have been hunting together, uh, obviously uh, for, since we've been small, our dad introduced us into hunting and, We've been hunting together since we were, I can remember, four, five, six years old. And we've got, uh, we got bit by the out-of-state bug a few years ago. So we've been traveling a lot. We were in, uh, we ended up getting permission on some ground in Missouri, northern Missouri. And uh, my brother and I decided a few years ago, instead of just sitting all day in separate stands and, uh, you know, trying to stay motivated, try to stay into it, that can be tough. So now we, we sit together the entire, every day, which is kind of, is a lot of fun. It makes it uh, more interesting, keeps us uh, in tune to our hunts. So we sit together on all our, all our hunts and uh, uh, there's usually a bit of back and forth about who's up first, who's got first (laughs) shot, but that's what keeps it fun. And uh, on this particular, on, on the one this year was great. We both tagged out in Missouri. Uh, I struck first, which was great. And it's, um, uh, we were, uh, sitting on an Oak Ridge in, uh, North central Missouri and it had been slow. We, we had one picture of a daylight buck, uh, for the previous two weeks that we'd been there. So there was not a lot of daylight movement, which is always tough. How many, and how many acres is this farm you guys are on? This is 150 acres. Is it mostly timber or you got any ag or, you know, what, what's that breakdown like? It, the breakdown is probably, uh. 120 of timber and then there's 30 in crp and okay. which is central and central on the property which is nice it's a little thicker overgrown area so it's kind of nice but so we moved up onto this oak ridge and just for a little bit different scenery on this one and uh, uh we're in a double set and um 
again, the only daylight picture we had of a buck here, here he comes. He's, he's, uh, following a doe up, uh, up the, up the Oak Ridge and it was pretty thick. And it was one of those scenarios where he had to come to this, this specific spot or it was going to be a no-go. It was just a little too thick. And sure enough, he came, uh, 30 yards and I was able to squeeze an arrow in a nice, uh, high lung shot, which immediately shot, uh, just, it was amazing how it exploded with instant red. And I knew even, even though the shot looked a little high, just the way the, the, uh, impact hit, I I knew it was a kill and it was, uh, it was going to be a kill shot and it was pretty exciting. And it was nice that, uh, it's always nice to have my brother there and he, he films, you know, we're very, very amateur filmers, but it's always fun to, um, have those memories, uh, 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 recorded. And, uh, so it was, it was a nice one. It was, uh, so we had a, a quick track job at about 60 yards and, uh, it was a, a nice buck for me. I haven't shot too many bucks. We don't get uh, a lot of time to hunt. So when we can do it, we get after it and it's a good time doing it together. Uh, what time of year was that for you guys? Was that like pre-rut or was it full blown rut? It was definitely still pre-rut there. There wasn't a lot of action going on. It was, it was pretty quiet. This was, uh, I think November, November 8th on this one. So okay. we, we always try to time it in that November, you know, 5th to 13th or 12th range. That's our kind of our week to get out there, uh, and then get back to Michigan for the opener here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it was, again, it was really, uh, slow, not a lot of daylight movement. And, uh, he was kind of, I think he was seeking. So, I mean, he was a, he was a pre-rut kind of, kind of scenario going on still. So, and then of course, after, uh, we left, we left our cameras up and then we came back just this, a uh, few months ago, we pulled those cards. That's always kind of fun. And, you know, two weeks after we leave, it's just daylight buck after daylight buck parade. So, <laughs> you know, we were, we were a little early, but, uh, still worked out. All right. Yeah. We, uh, was that a morning hunt or was that an evening hunt? That was an evening hunt. Okay. Yeah. Are you, are you more particular? Are you more partial to morning hunts or evening hunts? And, you know, how do you, how do you like, what, what, what do you like to hunt? I like the mornings. I, I'm a morning guy. I like to, it, I like to get in. Um, I get, I like to get up early and get out, you know, a good solid 30 to 45 minutes, uh, prior to daylight. I just, I find the cover of darkness and the, the sneakiness, uh, being unseen. I, I enjoy that part. I, I'm a public land guy. We we've done a number of public land hunts. So anyone that's done that knows they got to get up really early. That's, that was just the strategy we always implied, uh, applied was getting up really early before anybody else to get out there. So I kind of like that part of it and beating everybody else out there. Um, and then getting in under the cover of darkness and then just get settled in. And it's like no pressure, no stress for that first 45 minutes to an hour of waiting for sun to come up. And then, you know, it, it's time to go uh, when that when that's, uh, light starts to break. So I like the mornings definitely uh, better than the uh, noons but uh, or the afternoons, but I'll, I'll take either. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you mentioned public land. Are you Have you hunted a lot of public land in Michigan? Not a lot. Um, I've hunted uh, a couple in uh, Clare County area and then some down in southeast Michigan. But most of my public land 
experiences in Kansas and Iowa and a little bit in Missouri. So uh, more out-of-state hunts. Um, it's been a while. I'm fortunate enough to grow up. Um, we are. My dad is a member of a hunting camp, and we have uh, about 120 acres to hunt in Clare County. So I've always been fortunate enough to, to stick on private land. Um, so not a lot of experience in Michigan, no. Okay. Now, have you had any success in Michigan on those public land hunts that you had? No, it's been, it's been pretty quiet. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So a little tough. Yeah, it is tough around here. (laughs) I know there's some pockets of state land around that I've never personally hunted state land, but I, I'm kind of getting bit by that bug as, you know, as you alluded to is that I kind of want to try it. I want to, for some reason, I just, something's telling me I need to try it once or twice and just see how it is. But, you know, with my job and, and filming, you know, all fall and everything, um, it, I don't get a lot of time to hunt the rut. You know, I, I might get a day or two or, you know, my majority of my hunting is early and late. So that's when I go to Missouri is late season and, and really kind of try to set up on the food or maybe a, yep. a late rut kind of thing. And, and, um, and I've been successful the last, I didn't go last year, but the two years before that I killed a buck in the rut. Um, and then I went back that next, or I killed a buck in November, rattled him in. And then, um, on November 13th morning. And then I went back in January and killed another buck on food. And then the next year, which would have been 2016 late season, I went back and killed another buck, uh, really tucked up against a bedding area and uh, he was the only deer I saw that night it was cold I was in a tree stand and and he was just he was came out of the bedding area and he was just walking the edge I was I was on a good edge where bedding meets you know it was like a cedar thicket meets a you know mature oak ridge and uh and just caught him right there at, at the last light when the buzzer was going off and and I was able to get an arrow in him so I've had some good success out there and you know, the last couple of years, I've been finding some pretty good success here in Michigan around our area. I've, I've killed two Pope and Young bucks the last couple of years. So it's, it's, I've, I'm growing as a hunter. You know what I mean? Growing up, um, I killed a couple hundred inch deer, you know, and two year olds. And then at my first three year old, I killed in 2012. And, uh, he was, you know, right around, I think it was 110 to 115 right in there. And, you know, and, and it just kind of goes in stages. I always say it, it goes in stages, and and uh, it, it's a lot of fun, though, man. I, I, I love hunting. I love the fall. That's why I named this podcast The Fall Podcast, because the fall for us hunters is what we gear up. That's what we that's what we do 365 days a year. We, we, we get ready for the fall, you know, and it's my favorite time of the year. Yep, no question, no question. And, and those uh... – you know, segueing off that public land, and I know how rewarding a, a public land hunt can be. Uh, my brother and I have done it for years, uh, starting in Kansas, and is it, you know to speak to all these the Michigan public landers. I I know how it this how difficult it is, but then I know how rewarding it can be. Right. So it, it's uh, public land hunting is uh, when I hear people talk. You know, I'm public land guy, or I'm hitting this piece of public ground. You know, my hat's off to you. It's it's great. Yeah, yep. Well, cool, man. We're coming up on time here, and I, I want to thank you for coming on. And you know, if if anybody wants to go and and you know look at some white gold products or, or you know see everything that you guys are doing, where can everybody go to uh, to to look at all that stuff? 
But the easy way would be uh, just our website is whitegolddeerfeed.com. We put a lot of work into that, uh, constantly updating it, adding videos um, and other information there about our products. So we're trying to get up on our, our social media. My brother handles the Facebook. I do the Instagram. So we're, we're constantly updating with videos, how-tos or, or reposts. Uh, just kind of give you an idea of what our products are doing in the field right now and what people are saying. So we're definitely our website, um, but uh, Facebook, White Gold Deer Feed, or Instagram, White Gold Deer Feed, are the best ways. Or and if you're in the central Michigan area, just stop into the elevator. There's uh, plenty of people in there. Uh, get a firsthand look of uh, at uh, White Gold and what it's all about in our, our little headquarters there. That's cool, man, and I appreciate you uh, coming on again and and uh, I'd like to do this again and you know and I'm gonna pick your brain a little bit about some some seeds and everything and um, I you know like I said I just appreciate you coming on and I had a lot of fun doing it and you know and and we can keep in touch for sure absolutely thanks for having me on Aaron. I really appreciate it yeah no problem thanks Gabe and there you have it Gabe site from white gold deer feed here in Claire Michigan really cool interview a really cool guy and you know the the company White Gold and Johnson Elevator, it's it's been the longest lasting business in Claire and it's just a lot of history there and it's really cool to get Gabe on here and talk a little bit about that. And before the podcast, I told you we'd be giving away a bag of Gold Fever Baraskas and all you have to do is, I'm going to be making a post today after this podcast, go to the Fall Podcast Instagram page, follow that if you haven't already followed the Fall Podcast, comment on that post that I put up there and tag two friends in that post and that automatically gets you in the drawing. We'll run it for a week. Um, Next Wednesday, I will announce the winners at the end of the podcast so everybody knows who won. And uh, yeah, that's how we'll do it. So go to the Fall Podcast Instagram page and and follow that page if you haven't, like I said, and uh, comment on the post that I'm going to do today and tag two friends in there and uh, spread the word. I really appreciate it. Um, Like always, go to iTunes. uh, Please leave a review, a five-star rating if you can. That's what kind of keeps this podcast going, and and, uh, I really like to to get the feedback as well. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and, uh, and don't forget next Wednesday an all-new episode of the Fall Podcast.